Welcome to Solace, Soul Plus Grief. We're brought to you by Catholic Cemeteries in San Jose, California. My name is Candy Lucas. The death of a loved one is a huge life transition, and we are learning it creates and affects so many other losses in our lives. So we at Catholic Cemeteries want to offer you this place to grieve and find where God's moving in your life as you grieve. Each week, we take a new scripture or reflection and seek to find a quiet place in our hearts together to contemplate our losses, honor our loved ones, remember God's place in our hearts, and seek to make a continuing connection with those we've lost. We want to find that space where God is moving with us in our grief. That space where mourning can be transformed to comfort, a place where our hearts might be reopened and begin to mend, a place where tears can flow. It is when we open our hearts that we realize that we've made a new space for more love and more compassion and for more humanity and more space for God in our lives. This is a space that we hope Solace will begin to fill for you. Please join us if you are suffering or just want to spend more time having God move with you in your grief. You are always welcome here in our circle of healing, love, and support. This episode is dedicated to Amy. Today we're going to talk about after love. What is after love? My term for the continuing love relationships we have. It's the love that comes after the loss. And it doesn't really come after the loss because it existed all the time. There was never a break in it when that person we loved left us left this world. There was never a break in that love. But if you've been grieving for a time, you'll notice if you stop and think and are aware of it, that that love has changed somehow. Its quality has changed. It might be deeper, It might be lighter. It might have different colors than it did when that person was with you in this world. It might have changed its tune. When that person was living, it might have been one tune. And now that song you hear when you think of the love in that person is a different one. My point is this, the love that we create with others on this earth never goes away. Its volume never changes. Its sound never changes. Its roots never change. Sometimes it feels like a warm hug. Sometimes we can wrap ourselves in it for the whole night through. 
Sometimes we can rock ourselves to sleep in it. And sometimes we can hold it in our arms. Sometimes it follows us outside on a sunny day and sits with us in the garden. Sometimes it sits across the room from us and regards us. But if you stop to notice during your day, it's not gone. There's no lack of it. There's no absence of it. So today I have some poems and prayers about that after love, how people come to regard it as a treasure, more than a memory, deeper than our hearts understand it. Because now it's flowing in that stream with God's love. And we can barely separate the two. This is from St. Thomas Aquinas. It's called On Behalf of Love. Every truth without exception, no matter who makes it, is from God. If a bird got accused of singing too early in the morning, if a lute began to magically play on its own in the square, and the enchanting sounds it made drove a pair of young lovers into a wild public display. If this lute and bird then got called before the Inquisition and their lives were literally at stake, could not God walk up and say before the court, All acts of beauty are mine. All happen on behalf of love. And while God was there, testifying for our heart's desires. Hopefully the judge would be astute enough to brave a question that could go, Dear God, you say all acts of beauty are yours. Surely we can believe that. But what of all actions we see in this world? For is there any force in existence greater than the power of your omnipresent hand? And God might have responded, I like that question, and adding, may I ask you one as well? And then God would say, have you ever been in a conversation when children entered the room and you then ceased speaking because your wisdom knew they were not old enough to benefit, to understand? As exquisite is your world, most everyone in it is spiritually young. Spirituality is love, and love never wars with the minute, the day, oneself, and others. Love would rather die than maim a limb, a wing, ear, anything that divides man from man, earth from sky, light and dark, one religion from another. Oh, I best keep silent. I see a child just entered the room.
And so we go along. After the first pangs of our grief have dimmed slightly, and in the first new days, that love does not really feel available to us. We know it's there, sitting on the bed. We know it's there, walking in the garden. We know it's there. but we can't quite see it clearly, as if we needed better glasses. But as time goes by, and because you live with it every day, you don't notice the changes until you stop one day in the garden, and you sit there, and maybe there's a hummingbird. And the hummingbird comes by, doing what hummingbirds do. But it stops in front of you, just for a brief second or two, and regards you, and you regard it. And it flies away. And as it does, all of a sudden, something across the garden comes into focus. And it's that love that you knew. There in all its glory, all its brightness, all its sunshine, all its crystal beauty there across the garden. And you might go and pick it up and hold it in your hand and marvel how it sparkles in the sun. And you remember how beautiful it is and how familiar. And finally, from Teresa of Avila, it's this love poem to God. When my mouth touched his, I became invisible, the way the earth would if the sun took it into its arms. The ecstatic death I know, what can touch his exquisite form is not anything that can be seen. How do we make love to God? How does the soul make love to God? How does the soul make love to God? The heart has divine instincts. It just needs to be turned loose in the sky. Does not every angel know where he lives and will beat on his door all night? if it is locked. Both Teresa of Avila and Thomas Aquinas imagined or experienced a very intimate relationship with God. So when we read those words, their words, We share an intimate experience 
of God's love with them. Think now of the magic and the miracle of the love that we've created in our lives, of the love we share with our loved ones who are no more on this earth. Joining in that stream of God's love that surrounds us, that we breathe, that we experience when it rains down on us, when it blows in the wind across our face, when we catch it in every sundown and sunrise, when we see it in a bird's flight or on a snowy mountain or shining in a crystal sea. It surrounds us always, all of that love. Ours, theirs, God's. That closes another episode. A new one drops every Friday and is available on Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, and the Facebook pages of Gate of Heaven Cemetery in Los Altos, California, or Calvary Cemetery in San Jose, California. I am Candy Lucas, the aftercare coordinator for Catholic Cemeteries, a spiritual director and palliative care chaplain. You can reach us at the email or phone number in the show notes. We welcome suggestions for future episodes or reach out to us for a one-on-one spiritual direction, either individually or as a family as you travel through grief. Stay safe, be gentle with yourself, and travel with God. Vaya con Dios.